the future of photography. Exploring the ways new technology can help you make fantastic photos. Hey everybody and welcome to the future of photography. Uh, this is show number four. My name is Aid, and this week, I think for the first time, if I remember rightly, I get to to lead the show because this week it's my topic uh, my opportunity to to talk to chris about some stuff that i've been considering and uh, and of course researching as well uh but first off how are you chris i'm doing good hello mr anchorman oh anchorman <laughs> oh what was his name ron bergen yeah, you, you need a big mustache now <laughs> <laughs> hey you know i can have a big mustache if i want a to. burgundy Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good movie reference to, now, to get us out of the traps for this, this one. How, how can I make this unseen in my mind now? <laughs> what me is Ron Burgundy? Yes. <laughs> we can, uh, you, need, you need a bit more chest hair for that. <laughs> how do you know how much chest hair I've got? I don't really. I don't really. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I think the listeners have heard enough about that sort of thing. Um, shall we talk about uh, this week's topic? Of course. What is it? Well, I'd like to talk to you this week about animating images uh, and how we take photographs and provide some animation to those. Uh, and uh, you mean like a that... flip flip book kind of thing? <laughs> I've, yeah, I've or, done I've done or like a movie. Books. If we're already talking about movies, all oh, right, a movie is just a bit just a nicer flip book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're, I mean, you're right though. This goes back. A very long way, doesn't it? You know, turning a still image into animated images. And uh, what was the fellow? I think he might have been a Frenchman who had that device where you uh, you turn the handle and the images turn on the inside of a cylinder and you can see the horse jumping. Is that? Uh, I wish I could have should have researched that before we started recording, shouldn't I? <laughs> Never. That's mind. okay. So 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 the, the the whole thing has been around for ever. I was uh, a couple of years ago. I was in Rochester, New York, and uh, in the uh, George Eastman Museum. Mr. Kodak, and uh, they have this playground where you can do cyanotypes, and where you can where you can where you can play with old cameras, and they have one of those in the corner, one where you put your face onto this little viewer thing, and then you you turn the crank on the side, and it does uh, flip. It is a flip book, pretty much. But then they also have one that you described, the cylinder with the slits in it and the images on the inside, which then turn into, like, yeah, I think it was the classic example of the horse galloping yes. in a loop. In a loop. Yeah, in a loop. In a loop. And, uh, yeah, uh, but um, I guess, you know, uh, we should probably focus on something a little bit more up to date. So, so here's, here's what I'm about thinking. the future of photography. We're after talking all. about the future and trained in stuff. But now, pretty much everybody has the opportunity to put some info, uh, some animation into a still image. Um, which is, I think for me is, is, you know, just to be, to be clear for me, this is different from shooting video or, or, or making a movie or a film. Um, so, so you're talking about animating some something else? Uh, well, uh, well, let, let's go through because I have some examples to talk to you about, and I'd be interested to hear you know, you know your experiences of using these, um, how it is that you think uh, they they might be used, whether you even like the concept or not, and uh, you know, and along the way we'll talk about you know the 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 devices and the, and the hardware and the software that you get these things from. Um, I suppose a couple of years ago, I first became aware uh, of a thing called a cinemagraph. Yes, I've, I know what these are. I, they, those, I found those quite intriguing for a while. 
I, I did. And do you know what? the um, what, what is a cinemagraphic Well, I was... I, so I am... Um, right, well, basically, a cinemagraph is a still photograph, uh, where but there is a little bit of movement in the frame somewhere. Um, it, sometimes I like to think of these as the Harry Potter photos. So, you know, in the newspaper, in the Harry Potter movies, the, 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 the photographs are animated slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best example I've ever seen, um, now in London, in, in the tube system... Uh, they a lot of the adverts are on TV screens rather than just uh, billboard posters, and there's uh, some fa- fantastic uh, ones I've seen before where um, just before the train comes into the station, the photograph of the side of the tunnel suddenly her hair comes to life. You know, as you feel the wind on your face of the train oh, really? coming into the station, the that model's hair just comes to life and starts moving, and you go, "Ooh." Wow, <laughs> that that is that is a very very uh, creative use of that. It is, it is, and and yeah, I have to say that um, a, a lot of the uses I've seen of this have, have fallen a bit short for me. Um, either I thought, well, well, so what, or or maybe I've just thought that's a little bit cheesy. It's not something that I would choose to to build into my imagery that I'm making. Isn't a bit like isn't it a bit like the 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 color key photos? Where where just one part is different, like the the black and white photos of a of a of a of a table with a va- a vase and a red rose in it, and the rose is red and everything else is black and white. Uh, it yeah, feels I a think... bit like this. Uh, it's like yeah, I'm not sure I want to use that, but it 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 certainly has its effect. It, it it does yes, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have to say that early on in in my experimentation with photography, I'm probably guilty of creating some of those selective color oh, photographs. We, we've well. we've we've all gone through some form of um, I, I like to call it photographic puberty. Yes, you have to try yes. stuff out, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I went through a phase of massively overprocessing stuff in but, Photoshop to but to look cinemagraphy like photographs. Cinemagraphs aren't aren't that 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 usual anymore. I don't see them a lot. Um, I, th- I know, one place I do still see them is when I when I uh, set up a workshop and I usually have like a a Google. On Google Plus, there's there's an events feature, so I set up a Google event for people, and you can choose from different styles of that, different templates, and there's a header image with some of those, and the header image, uh, in some cases, is a cinemagraph, so you have a, a still photo of a landscape, but the little river flows, the rest doesn't move. No, yeah, and I think we're, we'll we'll come back to them in it because you and I were both playing around that sort of thing with prayer flags in Bhutan, weren't we? So we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, so yeah, you're right. I don't see many cinemagraphs uh, uh, around now, but they're actually um, in in my investigations for for this show. Uh, I, I I found actually some really interesting tools that are now available for animating genuinely still images um a video where some of it is stopped actually there are some great tools now for adding animation to genuinely still images and of course the benefit of that i suppose is that uh, you may only have a still image Uh, a still image is likely to be a far higher uh, level of detail and resolution than than a moving image and i know a lot of cameras these days a lot of people have access to shoot 4k uh, but 4K is at best about eight megapixels. Uh, so how do you add uh, really interesting animation effects to the 40 megapixel image that comes out of your digital SLR? Well, the o- the only way that at this point I can imagine is is you know, use some professional tools like After Effects or something like that, and then you 
have to to learn that for several years to be good at it and then you can do that yes or at the very least you need to watch a, a dozens of youtube tutorials <laughs> which is what right. i did <laughs> so you're right yeah after effects actually adobe after effects um uh is capable of doing this um and there are others as well uh, i found an interesting tool called artimate um where, where you can add animated effects uh like uh flowing water which you've mm. already mentioned or or um lighting effects or smoke those kinds of things and and these tend to come as uh, either as standalone applications for for you know full-size computers at this point or as plugins for known tools like photoshop um and uh you can you can work through with um uh, you know and, and take elements of a photograph and add bits to it oh there's um, a nice example here falling snow in front of a christmas tree yeah that's you a see, nice piece of animation you that, see, that does look nice yeah and as we record this uh yes. you know, for those who are listening to this far in the far far future and we come back to it we're recording in november 2017 at the moment um and you know actually uh it's you know something like that could be really festive you know something like that could be part of your uh, personalized christmas card to all of your family and friends so artimate that you just mentioned does that easily uh well uh i i so far um according to the marketing blurb it does it easily <laughs> of course <laughs> i haven't had the opportunity but it's, to it's, try a it it's a plugin it's a plug it's a plugin for photoshop or it can be used as a plugin for photoshop and yeah you can add these effects um uh, and i think again you know uh like when we were talking last week uh, about how we would use computational zoom i think you need to you, you you'd need to shoot with these sorts of things in mind i think to get the best out of it um uh and and you know re really to to make it work properly um but you know looking at uh something like uh after effects uh, as an example i mean after effects for those that that haven't used it is is adobe's tool for adding special visual effects to video um, it's not a video editor as such. They have a product called Premiere Pro for that. But After Effects works very closely with the with Premiere Pro, and it's where you can add in all sorts of um, you know, graphics and special effects that you, you might want to add. I've heard it referred to as the Photoshop of video, which allows you to do a lot of stuff and work in layers and so on and, and animate things. Yeah, that is a really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, um, and uh, and actually one of the things that it does in work with those layers is you, you can you can make selections you can turn those into layers you can apply visual effects so if you did have a photograph of a lake and you wanted to show waves rippling on the shore you can actually you know sort of select uh the water in the image you can um uh create a layer for that and then apply a an, an effect to it that uh, that causes ripples in the water uh, and there and by doing that then you blend it in nicely and you have a you, know, you have a, a effectively an animated photograph but that's but uh, that's nothing like uh, an average photographer would use that's just more on the professional side it, it it is it is but hey this is a this is the future of photography so last week we were talking about scientific so, research not even available in pro we you know, have, professional tools at the moment so. so the future means we have to learn all these things <laughs> i'm I'm, th I'm hoping the future means that somebody <laughs> clever makes it simpler for us to use actually that's okay. a, that's where i'm going i'm hoping it gets dumbed down to my level rather than i have to step up but there you go <laughs> So, but I mean, the question is a good one, though. So, what does this mean 
for consumers. Yeah, so how do we animate photos? So I've been looking through some of the stuff I've used over the last few years and, and right up to, to current for quite some time, which is a service called Animoto. Have you I've ever used Animoto? I've used them and I've, I've used them when they were brand new and then I've used them again a short while ago and they have changed a lot. They have, have they? Are they okay? Well, it, they, initially they had just one style of animation, which was a very dynamic style, very cinematic very music video kind of cuts and and transitions between things and they would animate um they would animate still images like into a slideshow they would also animate video in that and now they are more traditional in their slideshows they still have that old style around but they have a more traditional slideshows now where it's not as bouncy on the screen but i love that bouncy one so i've used them i've used them it, it looked very professional and it was very simple because you just gave it a bunch of images and selected some music and there, there you go it's very yeah and i'd almost forgotten about animoto because i haven't used it for some years and and i get just just i uh, suppose to clarify uh what we're not talking about here is adding animation inside of an image what we're talking about is taking a small collection of images um, and Animoto is a service where you, you, you effectively upload a bunch of images into the service um, and uh, they create for you uh, a video to music, uh, which is effectively a slide presentation of your photos. Um, and they did used to be able to do some video clips in there as well um, so that you could have you know, two seconds of video followed by a photo, followed by another photo, followed by another short video all animated to some interesting music and, and it's an online service around it you don't it's download an, an app it's an online service i think uh I, they used to be an app oh also an app okay i used i used mm. to use them online so i don't even know if there was an app i think they had more options and better resolution delivered and when i resolution so that S tells SD you how long standard, have been <laughs> standard definition good old standard definition yes you could hide so, so many things in standard definition with low resolution and then hd came along and all of a sudden you have to be much more careful to make everything really yes. well. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I prefer to do audio podcasts. Let's just say that, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so Animoto, great. Now, there's a there's a, 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 a very well-known uh, equivalent, uh, and I guess competing product here, which, um, which comes from GoPro, uh, which is a product called Quick, Q-U-I-K. Uh, and that really focuses on making um, your bouncy, zingy, poppy videos. Um, yeah, you can take still images and you can and take you know, video clips and you, you, you throw them into, into the app. And what it'll spit you back is something that's absolutely timed to the beat of the music, which is, um, which is very interesting. I remember hearing, uh, oh, let's go this years back, but I remember hearing about uh, some of Stanley Kubrick's early experimentation in music. So, Chris, did you know that Stanley Kubrick, you know, globally renowned movie director, started out or had an early job playing an organ in the cinema? I didn't know this. I know, I know he had a lot of different sides to him, but I didn't know that one. Nope. So I think when he was a very young man in um, uh, whether it was in, in the heyday of silent movies or whether it was you know slightly later than that, um, he actually had a job playing the organ in his local cinema. Um, and one of the things that he supposedly noticed was that when the music fit what was going on the screen, there was a much better reaction from the audience. 
And that led him to, I mean, if you think about something like, um, well, um, 2001, A Space Odyssey, you know, uh, and the use of the music as the uh, and, and the spacecraft in space. I mean, that is an incredibly, uh, well, to me anyway, it's an awesome piece of cinema. Oh, <laughs> oh, awesome oh, use of music in cinema. Kub- Kubrick is, is beyond any doubt. I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest filmmakers ever alive. Yes. So um, at an entirely different level... <laughs> um gopro quick can do can set your photos and your music and, and your videos to music and you get it right on the beat and you get sort of almost turn turning your uh turning your snapshots into a pop video almost so the yeah you know, that's that yeah that's something that's interesting as well um and again it's not about adding animation to individual images so let's move on and talk about some of the stuff that we've been playing with very recently and uh, I think we, we've mentioned this briefly on previous uh, shows of the future of, photo- of photography. Um, but Apple Live Photos, which is something that both you and I have been playing with recently. It's a, it's a, a brilliant toy. It is. Um, OK, so I think it has been introduced in iOS 11 and it's um, it, it uses the well, it, it takes. Well, no, 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 wait. One step back. The live photos have been introduced earlier. So it's a feature that will not just take a photo, but it will take kind of a short video. And it extends to before you press the button and after you press the button. So you have this little short sequence of pictures that's like a second or two long. I don't know exactly. And it it will if you look at it on a compatible device it will animate the photo as soon as you open it so you'll have a short little animation bit of a harry potter effect and you get this 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 who right get this yeah this little uh for some photos it works really well uh for some it doesn't but for, for some it does really well and those live photos have been around now for a while i think you have to enable them in the camera app i think it only works in the default camera app and um I've initially switched it off, but after a while I switched it on because it now allows you to select which of those frames you want to be your main frame in that animation. So you have someone blinking and you can just go forward or backward a couple of frames and they are not blinking anymore. And that, yeah, that's just one of many uses oh, yeah. um, for, 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 for these right now. So, yes, so going back to the, the, the top of the conversation, we were talking about cinemagraphs and portions of a, a, an image being uh, animated. Um, you know, with Apple Live Photos, you can uh, you can choose to loop uh, that yes. sequence of photos. You can choose to bounce them, which bounce i haven't yet found a, a a truly artistic way to use the bounce <laughs> function it is more of a it is more of a fun way of using it and there has a long exposure option actually now where you can that that uh two to three seconds worth of still shots will be combined uh to create a long exposure um, and that gives you the opportunity to do things like um show water as smooth so great great for shooting waterfalls or rivers where you where you want to show the the water as smooth something that i guess traditionally you would have to take an actual single long exposure to do which of course then requires that you have a, a camera that's capable of doing that and a tripod to sit it on and and, and so on so actually you know this this is quite a leap forward in some ways for, for for the way that some people like to shoot i think so let's look at some examples what this actually means in in 
actual photos and one of the <laughs> one of the well it, it, this feature is pretty much why this show exists right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, yeah we, let's be honest yes we had to cover this and we have to cover it in an early show because it yes. was the inspiration for this whole podcast it was and it was one of those features that was very delightful and we didn't really know about it that well until olaf gave us a little demo and i think the demo was uh, some flags flapping in the wind and he just looped those because he had a live photo and now you had permanently uh permanently moving flags and yeah that i mean it, this tickled me beyond belief i was way yeah. more pleased with this than i should have been and i used it for the whole of the rest of the trip it was <laughs> yeah, yeah every, everyone everyone did and everyone was like oh let me loop this let me loop this and then sometimes and the way they do the loop is that they that they uh well use those those couple of seconds and and then at the end they just crossfaded into the beginning and with flags and things it works really well with water running water it works really well like a little uh stream in the yes photo. it did i even managed to get a shot of a prayer wheel being spun well so and but, managed to loop that that was slightly harder but um uh, but i did did get it to work so and so, sometimes good. these loops really connect well sometimes they don't like if a person moves and it might just fade them back into their original movement i have one shot where the person walks so they walk for a few steps and then they they flip back and they walk again um and then there's the bounce which pretty much just goes forward and backward and forward and backward through that sequence and and sometimes that works nicely sometimes it's just a, a it's more for comedic effect the long exposure again on water on something i have a prayer wheel uh, as a long exposure which gives it that feeling of oh this is turning really fast um, the the interesting way this is implemented is that it doesn't delete the original photo. So the original live photo is still there. So you can go back and try different options. Yeah. And that, that I, I really like in a non-destructive way. And, and, you know, it goes beyond that as well, because you can now um, in the photos app on your phone, you can edit these and you can change exposure and you can apply filters to them and you can. Um, you can yeah, even crop if, them. You can, yeah, yeah, you can crop them, you can, uh, you can change the white balance on them, you can, uh, all, all, all sorts of stuff, you know, all the tools you would normally expect to edit a, a single photo, you can now use to edit these. Um, and you can share them as well. Um, you know, so it's, for me, it's, yeah, there's a whole thing here. And sadly, you mostly have to stay within the, the Apple ecosystem to make this work um but or at least to get the the best quality and resolution out of it but having said that um you know you you can now share these things they're not just personal anymore and i think some of the um some of the major social networks are starting to support them i believe facebook supports them um i'm not sure about instagram um but I there tried are that. no and and but there are um there are now uh, social networks that support this format as well. So that that's good. And if you happen to want to send it to somebody that doesn't have an Apple device, uh, you can email them. And as you email them, uh, they take that image and they render it as a GIF file. Is it a GIF is, or a GIF? 
Oh, very important oh, question. <laughs> so, so I've always, yeah, yeah. All right. No, no, so, I'm, I'm on the gif. I'm firmly on the gif side. Yeah, I'm firmly on the gif side. I think the only person in the world who calls them a gif is the guy who invented it, <laughs> yes. and he gets laughed at most of the time, doesn't he? Uh, okay, gif. It starts with a g, right? So it, letter, it makes it starts a... with the letter g. It is, it, it is, right. it is a gif. It's, it's an animated gif. So it's, uh, it's pretty much that loop um, poured into, into an animated still photo that yeah. gets and, displayed and on like, other things. Yeah, I'm a, and, and in some ways that's like pouring a pint of beer into a thimble, isn't it? Because you lose a lot of the quality when you, well, when you do that. That's a good comparison, yeah. Uh, you, you know, um, you lose colours because GIFs don't support, as a file format, doesn't support the number of colours. So if you have a nice sky, sometimes you'll get some banding of colours in the sky. Which but is, hey, the animation is, 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 is pretty much, it overpowers the, the bandy sky. Totally. So I, I've seen some of those and I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? It just, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So, you know, it's, um, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff there to play with and you know what it's, um, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and we've talked a lot about Apple, yeah, Apple products here. Cause this was Apple live photos. You and I both happen to be iPhone users rather than Android phone users. But, uh, I understand that Samsung have, uh, an animated photo capability, on their phones, it might be that you need to get some sort of software add-on to the f- to the camera app. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, there is an app called Google Motion Stills. Um, now, this does similar. It, sh- it shoots a range of still photographs and turns them into an animation, um, although I believe that might just be ca- uh, doing that as a GIF format, so it may be a slightly lower quality on a technical front. Um, uh, but then, you know, the, the, there is always, of course, the option to, to shoot a video lower resolution but everybody can use them and if you trim a video on your phone whatever your phone is to to three or four seconds you can then uh, apply some filters and effects to that um of course it's 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 harder to find phone apps that will apply effects to video than it is to that will apply effects to, to still photographs but there are probably some out there i would i would uh so the one that i would go for right off the bat which is a cross-platform app is adobe premiere clip so this is a uh, an Adobe phone app uh, that allows you to do a little basic video editing um, and you can apply some um, small uh, controls, a level of controls to it, things like exposure and contrast. And it also has some filters as well. Um, is, that, actually, is that something that requires like a Creative Cloud subscription or...? Not a subscription, no. I think you can use it for free. You might need to, to um, an Adobe account, you know, to set up with an email or something like that. I'm not entirely sure, but it's not a subscription-based one. Um, if you have, um, uh, going back to Apple again, if you have an, uh, an iPhone, of course, um, you can use iMovie to do some video editing. Uh, but, you know, every phone has you know, a, a video editing capability. Uh, it's just a question of how much uh, image manipulation it will let you do. So, um, you know, there's, there's a whole range of stuff there. I I have to say, um, I guess by, by way of, of wrapping this part of the conversation up, I was incredibly entertained by Apple live photos and, and how often, I, so we, you and I, we both take our photography seriously. You know, that's a given, right? We, we are, we are, um, uh, on my side, possibly sometimes a little bit too seriously. I'd, but, li- I'd like to. I'd like to think I'm probably the same sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but how much fun is that? was those and showing people just, and things like that? I just hope. Well, well, okay. You're you're not 
killing photos. You're not overriding things. You're still keeping the original, which is good because um, I'm just afraid that it might be one of these things that after a year you go back and see and, and, and see how cheesy it is, but you don't notice it right now. But at this point, hey, it's amazing to play with that. It's fun that it's built in and it's fun that they made it uh, in a way that pretty much makes it makes everyone uh, enables everyone to use it and have fun with it yeah and for me so so uh, for me f photography should be bringing something to people so let's think of that so let's <clears throat> excuse me let's set this in in the, in the sense of the future of photography right so we all know that there's a global you know epidemic <laughs> for want of a better word in the creation of, of photographs billions of photographs are shot by people all over the world every day and very few of them ever get seen again you know that it's 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 a commodity it's uh with a very short shelf life um how do we make it fun and how do we make things stick i mean that's something that some of these device and software manufacturers have been working on for years and i, I don't well, for me they haven't got it right yet so for me these apple live photos you know uh if, if they're they're fun in the instant they allow you to share things with people instantly in a way that is slightly different um it almost for me approaches the same category where i see instant photography so where you know a polaroid or fuji instax kind of photography where where you give somebody a, a a physical thing and and the fun that they get from watching it develop in front of their eyes i think in the end it has to do with emotion if i flip through someone's photos the ones that i stay with for longer than let's say half a second are those that move something in me that that touch me in some way and that that make me happy or that yeah evoke emotion and i think this is this is one way to add some emotion to a photo because it makes it more more real life without it being a video so i can't better what you've just said what you've just said was very um exactly what i was trying to to, to get across so at that point I think we need to call an end to this particular show. <laughs> oh, before we do, just one one request to everyone who's listening to this. I know and and we know that this is a very Apple-centric thing we've done here in this episode. Um, if you have something to add from other operating systems, from other platforms, please do so. There are ways to contact us on curiouslypolar.com. And uh, yeah, let us know. We'd be happy to extend this into other other operating systems and other platforms. This is not about which is the better platform. This is just about one feature that uh, gave us uh, a bit of delight. Ab absolutely, absolutely. Although I do have to correct you a little minute there and say it's probably best for people to contact us at thefutureofphotography.com. What did I say? Oh, I used the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, yeah, too many podcasts. <laughs> well, you're a podcasting sure. mogul, aren't you? You have way too many podcasts. This particular podcast is called The Future of Photography. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm okay, um, yeah, no comment. It's, it happens. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely the end of the show then. Right, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, we will be back, talk to you next week with more topics on The Future of Photography. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. <laughs>